Holla, ballers, and a bro fist to you all. As I press the wrong button to get us started, I'm back in the UK. The race to world first is concluded. The best race to world first we've ever seen. And because of popular demand, and we had such fun yesterday, I am joined by the one and only OK Mage. Hello. Hello, greetings. Greetings. Yes, we're not here in person. She's back in her wonderful home. I'm back in my wonderful home. Where we've been enjoying some season of discovery today and having a good old time. It's been fantastic. Hello to Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. Uh, now, the reason Jordan's here is not only were people uh, asking for you, but also uh, Bex has prepared some tales today that she thinks you would be perfect for, Jordan. I'm ready. Are you ready? I think so. Are you stressed? I got to level eight on hardcore classic. Well, and not hardcore, just normal classic. So I think I'm ready for anything now. <laughs> yeah, it was not hardcore. You died three times to a pig. Well, I died six times to the pig, but we're not counting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, so today's tale we're going to start with here uh, is, oh, yes. My late night semi-hardcore raiding guild. That is a long ass title. Hold on. Let me get that right. My late nights. We'll just go with hardcore raiding guild. Now, do you know what a semi-hardcore raiding guild is? John? Hmm. That was always a question I wondered. Does it mean that you raid a couple times a week, but you take it really serious? I always take semi-hardcore as people who don't know how to raid at all. Uh, but trying to kill uh, Farak Mythic. That's what I take it at. Take it as. Ah. Yeah, I take the hard, the semi-hardcore guild as uh, that sort of strats. No practice, no preparation, but still trying to push for that Mythic endpoint to see how well they do. But we'll, we'll find out today. All right, I'm going to get started. <clears throat> okay, guys. There are no names needed for this one. Good day, Preacher, and a massive bro fist to you. I'm a long-time listener and a lurker of the chat. I'm a force first time sending a story to you. For the longest time, I've wanted to tell you some stuff I have from my time playing MMOs. However, I have come to ask for advice and potentially judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, raise your gavels to the sky. Somebody has once again come to the courts. Are you ready to render judgment, Jordan? Oh, yeah. I've got my guilty ready. You've got your guilty ready. All right, but they may need advice. So, I don't know. Maybe you can give it a woman's touch. I'm usually a little, you know, go fuck themselves or whatever. Let's <laughs> see how it goes. Get good. And I can already see the amazing chat spamming guilty. Don't worry. I'm listening, and I am also spamming guilty at my own tail. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I come to you. Oh, okay. We're in World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Hmm. Hardcore. Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Does that mean you do like four or five GDKP runs a week? Is that what that is? Because that's that's all I can think that this might be, is uh, that kind of scenario. I'm currently an officer in a late night, semi-hardcore raiding guild. What my original role was for this endeavor when I was made an officer was to be a secondary raid leader to make extra callouts in our main raid and do additional dungeon runs for alts. Sounds like they made you a bitch. Right? You've got to run the additional dungeons for alts? Okay. 
are sometimes make 10-man runs for mains who need them. But due to people either no-showing or having to pug the needed last slots, I simply couldn't be asked doing it anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I tell you now, I did ask for help from the other officer team, and I only ever got one or two of them to help with their absolute worst alts. Yeah, you got some bitch work. That's okay. That's all right. Now, Mike, I tell you, I am your above-average raider. I have decent passes, reliving Wrath of the Lich King through nostalgic-tinted glasses. My guild is pretty average for what they describe as semi-hardcore, but we do manage to get the job done. It's Wrath of the Lich King. What the fuck do you mean? You killed Malagos? What do you mean? We get the job done. With Ice Crown Citadel out and everyone wondering in our guild, myself included, when we will even start Heroic, I and a few of my guildies are having doubts about the future of our guild in the raiding scene. Hmm. We, and by we, I mean nine of us, are almost at the point of leaving. Okay, so we're... Okay, uh, we have to be careful here, Jordan. Our decision today could end up destroying this guild. So just to let you know the kind of pressure... No pressure. Under. No, that's fine. That's fine. Some of the nine are our raiders are good... Some of the nine of our raiders are the good guys. Some of them are the tryhards. But they make up our fun with some good bants and have encouraged me to tell you this tale as we all see... All we seem to do is complain with each other in the pink. Oh, the backstage whispering's happening. Yeah... Hmm, that's Guilty. poison. Yeah, there's poison there. You know when those whispers start coming in about that guy or those guys or whatever, it's 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 gonna end badly. Then oh no, it gets worse. Oh what did they do? Come on, chat, don't let me down. They were already bitching about people in the pink. What did they do? What's the ultimate dagger in the heart in a situation like this? Norak knows it straight away. Then we decided to make another Discord channel. Hmm. <clears throat> Our intention was for Cataclysm 10-man raiding or the Fated Elite Classic Plus. But I'll be honest with you, it has become like the MMO Champion Forums where all we do is talk and bitch about how things are, are in the guild, how loot is managed, how the management treats us, and how the raiding is currently going. I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. You made a private Discord channel that only you could see and some select few, and it turned into a bitch fiesta. What a surprise. The start of the guild officer teams is as follows. All right, let's set the scene, everybody. Let's understand what we're dealing with. The guild master and his IRL friends, seven of them. Oh, no. The guild master has seven IRL friends in the guild? Okay. Then there's me, our main tank, two recruitment officers. However, I only see one ever doing the recruiting. There are two brothers who became in-game friends with the IRL group and then were promoted to officer, and our raid leader who seems to know someone in the IRL friend group. <clears throat> this is all spelling disaster. For the past few months leading up to Ice Crown Citadel, we had been clearing heroic Trial of the Grand Crusader easily within about 45 minutes, and then heading to Ulduar to get the last few Valonir shards for our three healers over the course of leading to Ice Crown Citadel. 
doing Algalon, Thorium, Vesax, and Yog One Light for the four guaranteed shards. <coughs> and chances of extra fragments, but also scales of fate and flare of the heavens trinkets that our casters needed. And if uh, we are all in our A game, managed to clear all that within another hour, sometimes an hour and a half, our raid times are three hours long, two back-to-back -back days a week. All right, so this guild raids for six hours a week. That's it. And they clear everything. Uh, I need to see who I am. Okay, I'm Blue Jordan. Okay. <laughs> Not Dabba D. I have been very vocal that we should be utilizing our entire time to clear additional bosses for other pieces of gear and potentially extra Valinir fragment drop chances from the other regular and hard mode bosses, seeing as though we normally finish with 45 minutes less. What do you think before we get into it? Do you finish the raid early or do you just kill all the other bosses? Because mm, they're semi-hardcore. They've already put in a lot of effort. They've put in two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, because they're semi-hardcore, you've got to have like half the raid night is serious and then the other half is like, yeah. She's wrong. It's three hours of raid time, right? It's three hours of raid time. <laughs> but we keep getting shut down with, I don't want to stay in this raid any longer than absolutely necessary. Or we don't have time. I don't want to wipe on this far too long. Let's just get what we need and call it a night. What are they wiping on? If they kill Algalon and all the hard bosses, what are you wiping on? Freya, maybe? Uh, from the other IRL officers, whether they decide to stay in this Discord via voice, tux, uh, voice or text or in game chat. You're not wiping to Cat Lady. Another thing I should mention, since we can clear all this in one night, the next night has become Group 2 raiding. Oh, I see. Mainly consisting of our better geared alts and some new recruits. Group 2 never got Heroic and Nubarak down, and Group 2 is now raiding on its own day, separate to Group 1. Now, from memory, Ice Crown Citadel is pretty long, especially if you are progging particular heroic bosses. Putricide comes to mind for me personally, and of course the Lich King being an almost 12-minute-plus fight. The IRL officers, I'll call them, have made it abundantly clear that Group 1, the main raid, will have enough time over two back-to-back -back days to fully clear Ice Crown Citadel. With some heroic attempts on the easier bosses, so we could start getting the right gear to make the next bosses easier. Okay, that seems fine. <laughs> this was officially decided a week before ICC released. I had started this exact conversation two months beforehand. I had put in our officer Discord chat the following. Guys, we should focus on group one, get as much cleared as possible with back-to-back -back days, and move group two to another day. Oh, they want to keep group two's raid day. So they only want to do one raid day on Ice Crown? Is that why I'm getting here? Hmm. They don't want to get rid of the alt raid. Huh. And this was only to be met with... So, you will tell all members of Group 2 that they are redundant and we're cutting them off from their normal raid day? The IRL officer tells me... No. I'm not all saying that. What I am saying is we need to focus on our main group 
and how much we can clear so we can start recruiting proper people for group two. But it makes no sense to move our main raid days to a separate day that a majority of them can't make. We have these back-to-back -back days in Ulduar. Why can't we do it in ICC? Is my response. I don't understand. Why would they... Why would group two... Hmm. Why do you think they want this group two to have an alt raid when the new raid comes out? Why wouldn't you want to prog as far as possible on your character? So fucking weird. Smells like splits. It does. It's basically doing splits runs, right? That's what they're doing. They want a split run. Which is so strange. Because they're just going to go half as fast. It then leads us down a rabbit hole of a 30-minute battle of the keyboard warriors in our officer chat, chiming in and saying that they would want or that we should do, only to be met with us undecided in the end. We then decided to make a poll. Oh, God, we're going to democracy. The week after that, I made the poll asking, would you prefer to raid two days back-to-back -back or on two separated days? 17 out of 25 people voted back-to-back -back days. You can see the eight other people voted for separate days. I was the one who put the poll up so I could see who voted for the separate days. Shockingly, the entire officer group of IRL friends and the brothers were the ones who voted for separate days. Now, group two is not our strongest group. I put my hand up to run that raid group, but I was told that wasn't needed of me and our group one raid leader will run both. They have not made it to the first, uh, the first second group ICC room, but they have also posted and anointed one of the IRL officers as the one to run group two now, as he can't make the main day anymore. And this officer does not use their microphone outside of PVP. <laughs> the new raid leader has no microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The new raid leader's got no microphone. This is going to be fine. This is totally fine. <sighs> How do I know that he definitely uses it in PVP? Well, uh, because we used to PVP together in season two, and they told me this because his mechanical keyboard sets off his microphone and he uses so many macros while PVPing that there are no free keys on his keyboard for push to talk. I mean, I'm convinced. Right? How are we not convinced by this tale? I don't know. That is one of the most bullshit things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he needs an Elgato foot pedal. That's what he needs. He needs a good quality Elgato foot pedal. Now, Mike, keep this in mind for later. Now, I personally don't care for Shadow Morning Classic. The classes I play can't even use it. I got it back in the day when it was current content, but it took me around two months to get mine as I had the worst of all looks getting the Shadow Frost shards while awaiting Cataclysm. And with the new changes to allow Shadow Frost shards to drop from each end wing boss now... It will make it easy for everyone. Oh, that's cool. However, the, the appointed first wielder of Shadowmorn is our guild master. Now, that seems fine. And normally I wouldn't object to this. The guild master made the guild. Help bring his brand uh, band of unlikely keyboard warriors together. However, our guild master has the title 
because he was the first one online with his friend group to actually start the guild charter and re-rolled to warrior for ICC. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. That's bullshit. That is fucking bullshit. Fuck that guy. We also found out he was using the guild bank funds to go to GDKPs during TOGC to gear his warrior. Where do you stand, Jordan, on stealing from the guild bank to gear your alt, but you are guild master? Hmm. I still think guilty. The more the story goes on, the more the guilty verdict. You are far too kind. This guy should have his balls stamped into the fucking <laughs> ground and lava pulled on him. Unfortunately, our guild master used to be one of the highest ranged DPS players during our Nax, Ulduar, and Grand Crusader runs, and barely even plays his warrior as of right now while I'm writing this. He only comes online of the warrior to do the raid, then logs off. On his warrior, and this has ticked off quite a lot of the melee DPS players who have been melee since the start. They think that they would be better candidates for the weapon, as they'll use it to help with heroic progression, and also get the next person theirs and so on and so forth as they're going to play that character all the time. So when this was brought up, they were then told that they would be the first priority to get Shadowmorn if they decided to use their melee characters in group two instead of group one. You absolute piece of shit. You absolute piece of shit. You could totally have Shadowmorn if you go and play in the weaker group. That's totally okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could totally do that. I tell you what, group two is a bit weaker. Why don't you send your character over there? As you can all imagine, this did not go down well. <coughs> Our secondary Discord channel fucking exploded. It was all laughing about the situation. Calling them out. Looking at the passes of the Guildmaster's Warrior, which were all 10 in TOGC 25 man heroic uh, runs. But the second obtainer of Shadowmorn was never announced for Group 1. So they held their tongues in hopes that they would be elected as second wielder of the Great Axe. They were then told, ladies and gentlemen, that the second Shadowmorn would be going to the raid leader after we had killed Saofang. And it was brought up by one of our DKs who was curious about number two. Again, my, my own thoughts from before. They run the raid. They do all the prep of posting guides and doing the after raid combat log analysis, which they do do. I would honestly say that they actually deserve the weapon. However, this is drama time. And this is why I write to you today, Preacher. The night after we did that raid, that same death knight who was curious about the weapon was in a late night dungeon farming group with that raid leader and they had had a couple of drinks they decided to let out over discord chat that after they get a shadowborn that they were done with the game they don't even care about killing the lich king the only reason that raid leader was playing was to get shadowborn and then quit the game because that's what he missed from original world of warcraft that same dk player was also streaming on twitch so they clipped it and they put it 
in our secondary Discord channel. You know, I don't know how this is going to go, but originally, uh, which is a bit before Jordan's time, the amount of people who got Shadowmon and immediately quit their guilds is actually pretty ridiculous. It was... It was pretty extreme. It was pretty extreme. We had five or six people apply to Darkstorm with Shadowmons. And four of them, if I remember correctly, hadn't even gotten it yet. And they were applying before they got it because they were due to finish it in about two weeks. And then they immediately wanted to join. That was We had applications like that as bold as you can imagine. You were like, yeah, we're, I'm getting my Shadowmon from the guild in two weeks and then I'll join. So I could join you in two weeks if you accept me. Absolute fucking scumbags, man. Total fucking scumbags. Now, when I saw this, I thought, I mean, they were just a bit drunk, one too many. So I sent our raid leader a message in private Discord. Hey, mate. One of the guys sent me this clip from this stream you were on last night. Is this true? Also linking the clip, only to be met with a less than friendly message. Yeah, it's true. And I've asked them to delete that VOD if they want to stay in the raid. I said some really dumb shit and I don't want it coming back to haunt me. Very hungover talk later. Wow, that was catty. <laughs> Meow. Meow. To which I immediately thought, you aren't, as, you aren't famous and you won't get haunted by this, but boy was I wrong. The person who was streaming was then kicked from the guild later that night for making the clip. As to my knowledge, he had also refused to delete the VOD, but also threatened to share it with the rest of the guild. Do it. What the fuck? Why wouldn't you share this with the rest of the guild? Right? Am I wrong here? You would share this immediately with the rest of the guild. Absolutely. Like, the Especially with how they've treated the other members. Yeah, I wouldn't even pause. I'd be like, share that fucking shit. What the hell? I would talk about a guild chat when he said it. Now, they were invited back after they did delete the VOD. Oh, you pussy. I promised not to tell anyone as to why they were kicked originally. Everyone told they were just memeing, and that's why they got kicked. But we have the screenshots in our secondary Discord as to the terms and agreements they had to accept to be invited back. The last piece of evidence I bring comes in the form of our loot systems. Oh, here we go. You read that right. My guild operates various loot systems. Of course they do. When we got into Ulduar, we decided to change from rolling main spec off spec to EPGP. I never quite liked EPGP. Do you know what that is, Jordan? Is it ERP's cousin? N no, it's where you earn points and you spend your points on items. Okay. By, yeah, there's all sorts of funky ways you can earn points. It's uh you can scam the system. Yeah, you can absolutely do it. Like some guilds had it for like uh herbs. Uh some people had this system. It was actually really bad because the what it used to do, let's say okay, let me ex let me explain this to Jordan and hopefully it makes sense for the people is you let's say you raided in Alduar, right? And you bought a tier shoulders. So you paid full price for that, right? Those were your full tier shoulders. You earned the points, then you spent your points on it, right? Okay. But then the next tier rolled around, so that would be like Trial of the Grand Crusader or whatever, the system took into account that at some point you had paid full price for your tier shoulders, 
which meant you got a massive discount on the next piece of shoulders because you'd already paid a full price. So what the system effectively did was shit on any new people joining the guild because you would be picking up all your items really cheap because you'd originally bought them miles ago, ages ago. And then uh, they could never really buy anything, right? They would have to pay their full price, hoping that next, like an ICC, which would be the tier after, they could get them cheaper. So it's that's how some of these systems worked with EPGP. You just buy all the items that you don't necessarily need just so that you can roll in case something drops in the next tier. Yeah, like our guild ran EPGP in the Burning Crusade and they didn't reset it until Black Temple because it had gotten so absurd with people who had joined. So they'd bought like shoulders in say Nax Ramus at the start of Wrath of the Lich King. Oh no, it'd be the Burning Crusade, right? So they'd bought their shoulders in like Karazhan and they were still barely paying anything by the time we were doing Sunwell or whatever, or, you know, one of the later raids. Um, and so nobody who joined the guild throughout the entire expansion could get anything until the absolute bitter end. And they paid, and they had also accumulated massive points because your earning potential never changed. So they could just get anything they wanted all the time. <laughs> and some systems allow you to buy, use this points on your alts, which was really bad. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could because it was your a cat. It was like your personal points. So you could turn up on your alt and you could outbid main specs and stuff like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of tragic. Okay, I never quite like EPGP, but then again, it does feel good to beat someone via a point system than losing a roll. Now, when we got to the end of Ulduar, a majority of us were very well geared, and we ended up banking points. Yeah, that's where it becomes a problem. For when those big 252 hard mode items would drop. The IRL officer team did not like this. They tried asking those who could have... Oh, this was the other problem with it. Yeah, true. Uh, so because you had to spend points on items, nobody would buy items they weren't super excited about. So let's say um, a Giga Trinket drops on boss 7 people just wouldn't pay for any of the items that were dropping on bosses one to six and they would rather than be disenchanted they would just watch them like yeah i'm not buying that i need my points to get my trinket later on so you you did end up with a scenario where nobody wanted any of the loot because they refused to pay for it <coughs> thanks That's for explaining yeah it was horrible it's absolutely horrible really bad and then, of course, a weapon would drop and everybody would bid everything in the fucking earth. Although we did try a set price model once, which was even worse. Because then that nobody, the prices just hyperinflated. Or at least the banking hyperinflated. Because everyone had to pay the minimum. They tried asking those who could roll on items to please do so. Instead of disenchanting the items. But people did not. And we ended up making a loot rule that if you did not roll on an item that is blatantly an upgrade for you... No matter how small of an upgrade it is, you would be fucking fined points based on your decision. However, you to be fined was open for conversation, and we rarely had to enforce this rule. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, Luke Council forever, baby. During Trial of the Grand Crusader, a lot of people did not abide by this rule. In fact, a lot of us just saved all our points for the regalia pieces and specific weapons or trinkets. That's choice being the main culprit. And so, a new rule was coming into place. The IRL officer team decided they would just loot council the biggest upgrades, the trinkets, 
of who has the highest... Oh, we're doing loot council plus points. Yeah, dude. How good's that? Oh, that's sick. Just mix all the, t the systems together. So now we'll loot council off who has the highest points. Basically, who came to the most raids. However, those who had the highest were, of course, the IRL officer team who were always the first invited to the raid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. This is the worst fucking shit ever. Can you imagine living through this? It's every t you know how Mira's, like, nearly cried sorting out the loot in a race to world first? Imagine that, like, as the norm. Every fucking farm raid. <sighs> our secondary discord channel was born around this time it was when we would complain about this rule because those irl officers decided to bank on points and when they were called out by the raiders would they give in and give themselves the loot that wouldn't be rolled on and the points it costs to then remove it later when no one else was online <sighs> they're altering the website so that they didn't look like they spent any points. <sighs> you usually did have a, a website for this that would keep a track of where the loot went or a spreadsheet or something. How do I know this happened? Because Preacher, the IRL officer team was notorious for trading items that were going to be disenchanted, which were obvious upgrades. So, what they started doing, if nobody bought the items, was to send it to the guild enchanter who was a member of the IRL officer team, who would then disenchant something in his bags and later trade the actual person who could use it in their little group and not be charged for that item. And another time I found out about this was I decided to log in randomly on a night where I could just couldn't get to sleep and saw one of the officers online going through logs and checking things and saw them not only take points away from themselves but also made sure that the other IRL officers had a higher score than everybody else to make sure they could still win items. By removing the points that they had spent that night or other raid nights, they bid on gear and won. I called them out on this. They retracted this, and the reasoning for this was the new loot master was still learning how to use the website. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get everything down for this add-on so that if and when something like that needed to be fixed in the raids, they knew how to do it. They were just practicing, guys. They were just practicing how they had to adjust points should it come up in a raid. That's all they were doing. You know, they were it's being helpful. It's complicated tech. It is very complicated tech. It is to change a number. For example, they said, let's say someone won a piece of gear and it didn't sim right or they actually couldn't use it after the raid. I would pass it on to the next person who could. Their EP points would need adjusting, right? It makes sense. I, of course, called bullshit immediately. I googled what I needed to do if I was the loot master and in charge of the add-on. I'll learn within five minutes what you need to do. You click a name, you select add a specific point, and type in the amount it costs. I also learned that the logs and stats of everyone's points are saved locally on wherever the loot master is playing, so they can export it so no one could just modify their points. But I learned that the way around this is to change your officer notes because the points are listed there. I'm not justified in doing this, but before a boss fight, I would actively change my officer note and other raiders' officer notes to give them a higher ranking. Oh, no way. What a dick. <laughs> I mean, is this guy a dick or is this the play? 
my man, what he's doing. So what they do is the add-on has the uh, fucking points for their loot in the officer note. So he's boosting all his buddies just before the boss to make sure they can win the loot. Is that a play? Eye for an eye? Scam the scammers? It's a total play? I'm down. Do you authorize it, Jordan? Are you down? Yeah, why not? Yeah? Just boot Giga Charge. Apparently so. <clears throat> I would then boost other raiders' officer notes to give them a higher ranking for when specific items they needed dropped, that they would be winning them. I'm not proud of it, Mike, but at this point, I really couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> With the amount of shit we talk and how frustrated we all were, of those of us who could talk about it, I just stopped caring about their stupid loot systems. However, when we got to ICC, I was kind of done with it. So, in officer chat, I proposed, guys... I think we should just move to a straight loot council so people don't fuck around with points going forward. The first shot had been fired, my friends, and the reaction I got was explosive. Like throwing a flame to a lake of kerosene. The flaming I took for even mentioning this by the loot master, raid leader, and the majority of the IRL officer teams was intense. It was at this moment our main tank, secondary tank, who is one of the brothers, and the non-existent recruitment officer took my side saying... Loot council seems like the best way to sort loot out, especially for weapons and trinkets. Let's not full, full loot council all items, because who cares about braces or whatever, just the ones that people fight over. The fire simmered down, and we all agreed that maybe that would be a good idea. So we put out a message in the Discord Raider chat, asking for their feedback. If we did go ahead with this, and like my poll from before, we had a majority yes. I thought to myself... This is a good change. There's a light at the end of this stupid, greedy tunnel. Let's not forget, everybody. We're talking about Wrath of the Lich King items. <laughs> Just for context here, we're talking about Wrath of the Lich King items, which they should be cleared like pretty fucking quick. Well, unfortunately, that light was getting smaller. Members of Group 2... Oh, God, Deathbringer's Will is coming, isn't it? Oh, it totally is. Do you even know what that is, Jordan? You know the horror that is Deathbringer's Will? Nope. Okay, it's the most... I, I would say ICC has the two most sought-after trinkets that World of Warcraft has ever produced. The melee one is called Deathbringer's Will. It had a fully predictable proc. It procced exactly when its internal cooldown was off and was massively powerful. You could always line it up with cooldowns. And the other one was the caster one called the Dislodged Foreign Object. Which the is... It was called it was called DFO. It gave you an absolutely insane haste buff, if I remember. Like even worse than the uh Gul the Gul'dan trinket. Uh something of death. Yeah, DFO was fucking straight broken. Uh, uh to give you context for this, Jordan, uh during the arena tournaments that were happening around the time, it actually kinda killed WoW as an esport for arena because the entire gameplay was to run around until DFO procced and then somebody would die. Uh that was it. And if it didn't you didn't uh kill someone in that window you would just run around again and wait for dfo to proc again that was it that was the all the game stalling. oh it was just atrocious like people were fucking even the casters were memeing on it i remember one of the main wow casters wearing like a wizard hat and a fucking beard just waiting for it it was pretty fucking awful <laughs> uh okay um Okay, now members of group two had seen that message and decided to vote that they too should have a loot council. 
The IRL officer team tried to call me out on this in our officer chat, but I retracted saying that they have every right, every right, the same right as everybody else to want specific weapons and trinkets, even if it's mainly the same things needed by the majority. They still have every option to want this. So it was decided that Group 2 would also now have a loot council going forward for weapons and trinkets. Okay. So how did they decide to run the loot council? <laughs> spreadsheets, my friends. Spreadsheets. A spreadsheet of every best-in-slot item. Someone who has put a name and priority for these things. No, Mike. We had to direct message the guild master our list of items. If you didn't DM them in a certain amount of time, you were put to the lowest priority to get those items. Now, I personally don't know who has or who hasn't. I'm sure everyone did. However, I am someone who sees the best in people before I see shit running down their leg. Group 2 had their first raid. <laughs> and in that first raid, my friends, Deathbringers will dropped. For those not familiar with this item... It was the most sought-after trinket by every melee DPS player. Everyone, myself included, dreamt of having this trinket. And Group 2 had the most melee and hunter DPS you would ever see in a single fucking raid. Their average raid group consisted of four warriors, three rogues, three hunters, a feral druid, and two death knights. Now... Naturally, you would think the highest DPS would get it from the loot council rules, right? Wrong. So very fucking wrong. Who won the trinket, you might ask? Was the IRL officer team the newly appointed raid leader playing his alt rogue that was 11th on the DPS? Now we can be 10th. <laughs> laughing my fucking ass off <laughs> yeah. it's so sad in that raid the top three dps of the entire raid were the feral druid a fury warrior and a hunter who all claimed that each of them should have give, been given the trinket the raid came to a full stop for 35 minutes of bitching because of this moment because the new raid leader didn't use a microphone and decided <laughs> oh no and decided to use raid warnings to explain how they won it in the priority list. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I was not raiding with them as I was celebrating my birthday with my girlfriend, so I wasn't there in person. However, I was getting pings on Discord like no tomorrow. And I ended up writing that officer chat on my phone. Give it to one of them so I can stop getting messages. It's just the normal version anyway. You'll want the heroic version. Okay, you tried to make peace. All right. The entire IRL officer team asked me to come online for an emergency officer meeting. <laughs> I told them I can't. I'm out. I'm not back till tomorrow. It's my birthday. They said, all right, we forgot. All good. We'll do it another night. To which they decided to weep and, uh, wipe in the plague ring for the rest of the night, eventually getting putricide normal down just before the end of raid time. Again, the new raid leader was using raid warnings to manually type what people needed to do during the fight. So, Preacher. 
After all this bickering of mine, and hopefully it made some sense, am I right to be thinking that not only am I about to be kicked from being an officer, I'm fucking amazed you still are, and probably if you do read this, I'm definitely getting kicked, but am I right in thinking that this guild and raid is going to fall apart? We do play on a highly populated server, so I think finding a new guild won't be too hard. But working hospitality is hard to find a late night raiding guild. Oh, so they've kind of got you by the bollocks because they raid at weird hours. Yeah, that's tough. Am I guilty of thinking this way? What words of wisdom would you pass on to me? Thanks for reading. I can't wait to read what you say. All right, Jordan, what's your take on this? Well, I personally feel like everybody matters just the same, right? You shouldn't have half the guild only looking after each other and then the other half kind of being left to dry, which is what it seems like. You should be caring about everyone on the raid team as an equal. You're all killing the boss, right? So you all matter. It's kind of like when you kill a mythic boss or the last mythic boss and then everyone's like, nope, we're not going to do progress now. We're not going to help those of us who assisted in progress throughout the raid get their mount or achievement or anything oh we're done now it's kind of that selfish mentality i don't i don't think i wouldn't stay i feel like there's so many reasons not to stay uh, surely there's another guild that can work or raid later on or i mean there's what nine of you maybe just start your own late night raiding guild and try and i don't know create a guild that cares about every member of the raid team not just its own small members Spoken like someone who didn't raid in classic, my friends. Guilty! Burn that guild to the fucking ground! <laughs> Get out of there! Are you fucking kidding me? And take the guild bank with you. Fuck these idiots. These clowns. Make sure you send them my way. Make sure you send them this clip. Oi! IRL officer team, you bunch of fucking cunts. Why don't you fuck off abusing everybody so you can have greedy arcs pixels from a fucking 15-year-old game? Bunch of twats. Fuck off, and I hope everything in your guild dies as well. Deathbringer's will is really good. It is. But if you know what? If you farm the boss every week, everyone fucking gets one. You know why? I had three of the cunts. Easy game. All right? Fucking losers. There you go. Okay. Next story. <clears throat> I told him to F off is where we're going now, Jordan. Sounds familiar. I told... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I told him to F off. And we have a name here. Uh, our star of this story will be... Da -da -da, Nadraj. Nadraj. Smells like a dungeon drama? I don't know. All right, let's go. Mikey, I come to you with a story today of classic World of Warcraft. I've played so much retail WoW, and I think I'm pretty okay at the game, to be honest. I was convinced to play the new and shiny Season of Discovery by a friend of mine. Just written today. It only came out last night. And I was so excited to try. I made my character a mage, of course, and she is just adorable. I was a bit creeped out at the start by having to manage mana. I ran into a problem where I had conjure water, but I couldn't conjure water because I didn't have enough mana to conjure water to give me mana. It's pretty rough going around hitting things with my stick because I have no mana. I was leveling. The standard kill some critters for reasons and I was asked to kill some piggies. Off I went, killing some piggies and there are so many people around because there are loads of people playing. It's all very exciting. Anyway, as I'm killing a piggy, this guy screams at me in the pink. He said I stole his pig and it was so rude. 
I didn't know what I did wrong because everyone was killing piggies. I have Iceland some my woolly mittens now, so I was hitting them whenever I saw them from quite a distance. I was a bit shocked and asked my friend if this was what Classic was really like. Why was I being rude? He asked me if the man was a hunter, and I checked over and he was trying to tame another piggy. He was indeed a hunter, and I guess I'd killed the piggy he was taming. Oops. I messaged him so apologetic, but he was really rude to me. Anyway, I decided to tell him to fuck off, and I went back to gagagooing in the chat instead. It's only been one day of Season of Discovery, and say hello to the cat my friend is getting soon. He's called Ratty. <laughs> John wrote this familiar story. I don't think this story is guilty. Actually, I you don't think think this is guilty? No, I think this person is very innocent and deserves a participation medal. Uh huh. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was a a stark welcome to the classic World of Warcraft lifestyle for you, wasn't it? Okay, uh, that was a lovely story by Bex. Round of applause for writing that tale today. And it's also a fact that uh, Jordan completely screwed over a hunter today by just nuking the mob he was trying to tame. In my defense, they were standing there. I thought I was being a hero and saving them. I thought they aggroed a mob, went AFK. I was like, I will save you. Don't worry. Firing out my fireballs, destroying the pig. And then I got yelled at. Mm-hmm. They call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> You've got a lot to learn. A lot to learn. You've had it too easy, these Zoomers in WoW. All right. Our final story for today will be Friendship Cooked, which apparently contains some stuff for me and Jordan here. Okay. Are you ready, Jordan? Friendship Cooked is yep. where we are. Here we go. Greetings, all. Over the years, you've read five of my stories, and I've been guilty in nearly all of them. I swear to you, though... This one's definitely not on me. I want to preface... Yeah, for sure. This time's the one where he's not guilty. I have a few prefaces for you, though, guys. Firstly, I was 16. Okay, so you're definitely guilty. You're just blaming on being young. Two, I had an Alienware PC that crashed. And three, I'm American. Okay, that's three get-out-of-jail-free cards you're playing before we've started reading the story itself. So... (laughs) Here we go. So it begins. The year 2013. I'm raiding 25 normal Siege of Orgrimmar regularly as a fire mage. PvE was and is my jam. And I didn't do too much PvP. Really only for shits and gigs when guildies asked. At one point, about four people had a scheduling conflict at once. And we'd been raiding pretty hard. So we decided we'd have a week off. I went ahead and poked. Which is where I met Chiryu. Chiryu was an Australian fire mage who absolutely creamed me on the meters during that pug, and I reached out afterwards to give him props. He told me he could give me some pointers, I was admittedly new to playing fire, and I had been frost for ages, and thus our mage friendship began. We'd regularly run flex, even if we were ineligible to loot, run challenge mode, shoot the shit. We honestly connected in a way that I, I didn't with most online friends, so it was great. Living in Australia, time zones were a bit wonky, but we still were able to hang out. When we finally got our Pandaren Phoenixes and Challenge Mode Transmogs, we realized the one thing we hadn't really done was explore PvP. Double Mage 2v2. 
How could it possibly go wrong? So we went for it, my friends, and face-planted hard. After a couple of hours, we decided that perhaps we should start with normal battlegrounds to spread the responsibility over more players. Which then enters a new friend, Enos, a rogue. Enos was an IRL friend of Chiryu from college who mostly PvP'd, and the two hung out most days when it was daytime in Australia and I was asleep. He was the one who got Chiryu into WoW, and I could tell that the two were really tight as friends. Chiryu invited him along when time allowed and introduced us to one another. Enos seemed alright. He was a bit full of himself and he would always shout, Whoa, take that noobs! Very Australian. That was very too Australian. <laughs> that, was, that was the most Australian accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. First time. That's good. In voice comms and peak his mic after getting some hard-fought kill. It could be irritating, but the overall dynamic worked out and we had a great time. As I prefaced at the start, though, I had an awful PC. It was an Alienware rig from 2010 with more RGB than processing power. I honestly thought it was amazing when I was 13. <laughs> this thing crashed constantly. I worked it out with my guildies for raids and it was an ongoing joke amongst us. But all the same, I was 16 and I could not buy myself a new machine. Now that I was PvPing with Chiryu and Enos, it became a problem and a real pain in the ass because of how punishing a disconnect could be during queued content. Chiryu regularly tried to help me troubleshoot, but we could never figure it out, and we joked that the machine ran on fairy dust. Enos, well, Enos did not have the patience for my crashing PC. The majority of his disdain for my crashes was passive-aggressive. Crikey, mate, I'm Australian this time. Can't imagine having a PC like that. Again, eh? Didn't realise disconnect was a mage spell. <laughs> Got it. I started to get annoyed with the guy, but I did enjoy our 3v3s, and I did like hanging out with Chiryu, so I did my best to ignore Enos. Eventually, though, it reached a fever pitch. I can't remember exactly how it went, but essentially Enos commented that he was really just getting pissed off with my PC situation. I thought it'd be best for everyone if he and Chiryu just did twos without me. I won't lie, I expected Chiryu to side with Enos because they were real-life friends. But to my surprise... My brother in crime, Chiryu, said, Yo, chill out, dude. If anyone is upset, it should be him for having a shitty computer. You should empathize, bro. But Enos hit him with the... Oh, fuck off, mate. You don't know me. Even though it was... Even though it was quite... Uh, even though it was quiet... Even though it was... <laughs> even though Chiryu did actually know him. I was stunned. I knew Australian humour was notorious for being wild and out there, but this wasn't your usual banter. This was cold-blooded. This was a straight fuck-off. And then he disconnected. Cheerio and I sat there silently until he broke it by saying, uh, He gets all pissy. I'll give him a call. I'll talk tomorrow, bro. Okay, cool. And I went to bed salty but still surprised that this friend had sided with me over someone he knew in person. The next day rolls around and neither Chiryu nor Enos are there. It wasn't raid night. I did all my weekly stuff already, so I just kind of AFK'd in Shrine with my friends list open while I did some homework. None of them came online. 
They didn't come online the next day either. Or the next day. It was about a week later that Chiryu logged in and acted like nothing happened. I whispered him, what's up? What's going on? Where have you been? He answered casually that he and Enos had worked things out like adults and that I don't need to worry about him anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think Enos might be dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I think Enos might be dead. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it sounded very ominous. Chiryu was not a confrontational or angry person by any means, but the fact that he was so calm, nonchalant, mixed with his dull tone was eerie. Nevertheless, we decided to do some twos. I later hopped into a raid. Enos, or his character, did not log in for over two months. I'd kind of forgotten he existed. Until the ping happened and Enos logged online. Immediately after coming online, he sent me a whisper. And this line I remember vividly. Ah, fuck you, mate. You could have him, scum. That's... What the fuck? I took a screenshot and I sent it to cheer you. And he shyly chuckled. He told me that he's surprised Enos would reach out again since they had worked things out. I messaged Enos back expecting to be on ignore, but I asked him what he meant and it went through. Apparently after our argument months ago, Shurio physically went to Enos' house and the two had a fight during which Chiryu got physical. He came here acting it all and then bam, he's scum. <coughs> From a different country again? <laughs> Enos is so well travelled. <clears throat> Just like, he's a chameleon, this man. <laughs> I asked him what he meant by you can have him. And he said that the two had talked again and Enos tried to patch things up, but Chiro replied with vitriol and things were pretty much over between them. So confused. I asked Enos, why are you pissed at me? At which point I finally got the you have been ignored message. So I went to Chiro directly. What's going on, man? He bragged about how after the argument we had over my stupid PC, he had gone to Enos's place and in his words taught him a lesson what kind of lesson i asked apparently after an escalation of emotions cheerio had punched enos and the two hadn't spoken since until today my computer was shit and i wasn't all that bothered by enos saying it was certainly not enough to warrant cheerio going through and punching his friend over it how had things gotten like this over me crashing an arena I told Chiryu about the you can have him comment. And Chiryu just replied, Enos must be obsessed with me or something. <laughs> lol. I remember saying, what the fuck do you mean lol? I asked him, are you two in a relationship? Are you guys hooking up? But I just didn't realize it was more than a friendship. Yeah. And literally, there isn't even an alternative universe where that guess would be right. No. 
I was so confused. Every time I asked a question, it felt like an answer warranted more questions. And it was just so fucking weird. Have you guys who are listening to this ever had that moment where you think back about something and come to a conclusion that you hadn't come to before? I'll save you all the details, but yes. Under the right circumstances, what I had assumed was shock humor from Chiru could have 100% be meant as aggressive. I never got the vibe that he had a short fuse and was quick to anger, but maybe it was just the way he was talking about it. Just the tone of his voice. But he actually meant it. I took the decision to stop being around Chiryu. I was too weirded out about both him and Enos. I thought we were two peas in a pod and it's not my problem. In retrospect, it was a bummer because I had a great time with them, but it was starting to freak me out. But sometimes you think you get to know someone and you really, really don't. I was going to write that I hope you don't find this one too weird, but then I realized this is drama time and nothing's too weird. Much love to you, Mike. May you all have a drama-free day, and I haven't heard from either of them since. What do you think, Jordan? Did it happen? Did it not? Do you think Chiro was a psychopath? Dude. Um, <laughs> actually not sure, but he's well-traveled, apparently. I sounds like a guy who goes, <laughs> I'd kill you. <laughs> but like, he'll actually really kill you. You know? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> no, I, no, I'd break your doors down. But no, really, I'd break. Yeah, unless. Yeah, he's like the embodiment of unless. He's just got a nice. It's a nice. It's just a standard Aussie culture. Is that what we're saying? Shrews Australia? Is that what it's going to be? Shrews Australia? Well, that just brings the end to drama for today. Can we give a round of applause for Jordan and her multitude of accents, <laughs> the multi talented, the voice actress for the ages? Who provided us with Australia, Newcastle, Essex, London, all kinds of things, all at once. Kept it going. Miss Worldwide herself. Okay, Mage. Yes, very well done, Jordan. Very, Thank very well you. done. Every time I spoke, I had no idea how it was going to come out. It was a random accent every time. It was like a randomized button. They should come up with like a mute option so you can check before you start. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty dope. You know, so you can practice it. Clap, clap, clap. Indeed. That brings the end of the stream for today, guys. I'm going to go spend some time with my family, but not the end of the stream for everybody. Emma will be with you in about three and a half hours uh, after we've done some family time. Emma's having uh, an FF MSQ night. So if you're going to be around for that and you want to help Emma out and uh, generally just have some giggles, you could do that. But for me and Jordan, I'm going to say goodbye for now. So be awesome. Please do not try and convince my wife to get a cat. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you again, Jordan. Good night. Good night, everybody.